It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to the next in the series from Two Script Guys. My name is John, and I'll be your host this Sunday afternoon as we discuss five screening writing tips from Breaking Bad. Two Script Guys is put on every Sunday at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Seattle time, uh, with a variety of topics about screenwriting, uh, movie production and uh, other creative items. Uh, you are certainly welcome to join the show at 724-444-7444 and the call ID number is 110096. We're here on TalkShoe, uh, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E.com, like I said, every Sunday, and to discuss, although... And this is the show for the 25th of March. We're actually at 50 shows. This is a pretty good rate. Um, the uh, the next uh, scheduled show, which normally would have been on uh, April 1st, when I will not be here. I will be at a convention. So um, we will not be having a show on the 1st of April, but we'll continue having one on the 9th. Or the eighth. the eighth. So, having said all that, we can get on to the topic. You're free to join the show at any time. I'll be taking Q&As at the end of the show. So, please feel free to join us. So, we're going to talk about Breaking Bad. Those of you who haven't watched Breaking Bad, that's okay. I think that these topics are generic enough that, um, that they could fit any mold. It's just that Breaking Bad fits into this more directly. The first point about Breaking Bad and the five screenwriting tips is that your protagonist doesn't have to be likable. Many television series tries to drive out that the protagonist needs to be likable. Um, if any of you have watched the series Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones is not likable. Many of the characters in the stories are not likable. So your protagonist doesn't have to be likable. Um, in fact, in some cases, flip-flopping the behaviors of the protagonist and the antagonist can make for an interesting story, meaning that the antagonist becomes urbane and sophisticated and well-spoken, and your protagonist is none of those things, uh, but yet is the protagonist. It can be, it can make your main character interesting, well-developed, and identifiable. Uh, in the case of Breaking Bad, the audience might not be able to identify with a brilliant man who transforms himself into a drug kingpin, but then we can identify with a man struggling to find peace 
with missed opportunities and what could have been and the fact that he has cancer and can't afford treatment. Give your audience a window into the soul of your character and they'll forgive you an awful lot of sinning. And that's a interesting um, statement to make. Um, the second point is sometimes you need to break the tension. Even the best written drama can get overwhelming to an audience if you don't give them a chance to breathe. Taking a moment to lighten the mood with some comic relief can be just the thing. And in Breaking Bad, you had Saul Goodman, or better call Saul. So that comedy came in the form of that local attorney, and by bringing his wry sense of humor into some of the darkest moments of the series, Vince Gilligan, who um, um, was the producer and one of the main story writers, and his writing team gave their audience a break from the bleakness. Shakespeare did it. And rumor is that the, that uh, you know you know that Shakespeare guy had some kind of knack for this whole writing thing that we do. So yeah, you can break it up into relief. That's one of the problems that I find with uh, Jessica Jones is that they don't break that relief. There isn't any form of mild comedy. Uh, the last couple of episodes, and I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert here, but the last couple of episodes had the attorney, her possessions being stolen, and she was trying to collect the, her possessions back again. Some of that had the uh, aura of being humorous, but in the end, it certainly was not humorous at all. Um, this is something I absolutely believe in, and I think this is very important Show your supporting cast love. I'm not kidding. When you have a supporting cast in a story, give them something to do. Make them real. Um, that's one of the problems that a lot of uh, people playing second banana uh, have is that they don't get enough to do. They're just there. And that's one of the problems that a lot of writers have with women in scripts is that women become um, floral design on the wall. Um, if you have other characters, give them something to do. Make them real to the script. Um, but you need to show your supporting cast love. Uh, in this case, Hank Schrader had an obsession with mineral collecting. Mike uh, Ehrman Trout was in the business of, to put money aside for his granddaughter. Uh, when the characters Badger and Skinny Pete weren't selling drugs, they were having some of the most interesting conversations you'll come across about Babylon 5 and Star Trek. The point is the world of Breaking Bad or the world of any television series has to feel real because the people who populate it are real. Paying as much attention to the personality quirks, obsessions, and motivations of your secondary cast can elevate your script past 75% of what's sitting on an agent's repile. Absolutely true. Um, and uh, something that I've advocated to my students for many years, if you don't find something for an actor to do, 
they will find something to do. And if they feel thwarted in that effort, they're going to blame you as the writer. They're going to blame the producers when they go in and say, I want something more to do, and everybody in the room. Don't do that. Give them something to do. Make them unique to the story. So here's the fourth suggestion, something that I also sternly believe in. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. You want to make your script memorable and something that people will remember after they read it? Work on your dialogue. In the case of Breaking Bad, you had the, the I am the one who knocks. And, and you had other things like uh, just because you shot Jesse James, don't make you Jesse James. And on and so forth. But dialogue has to be memorable and succinct. And, but every character has to have a distinct voice. So if they don't have a distinct voice in your script and you don't make them distinct, then get rid of them. They don't, they don't need to be in your story. Can you delete character names from your script and still know who is saying what? If you can, take them out of your story. But if you can, work on your story some more. Make it better. Make it more succinct. Give your secondary characters a unique voice. And here's one that's often talked about in writing classes and screenwriting classes and filmmaking classes and on and so forth. And most um, young writers just kind of, yeah, 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 whatever. And then they go off to do what they want to. And that is you need to know how your story ends before you begin. Because people have described Breaking Bad as turning Mr. Chips into Scarface. That was the quote that Vince Gilligan used to sell Breaking Bad to the uh, American Movie Channel. Um, this doesn't mean that you have to have every single thing worked out. Gilligan didn't know all the details of how the ser series would end, but he was smart enough to let the story evolve naturally as the seasons went by. But what he did know, going in at Walt, Walt was not going to win that he would suffer for his sins and that Heisenberg's empire would come crumbling down around him under the staggering weight of its own hubris. Starting to write what you don't know where you want, or at least have a general roadmap of how you want to get there is a recipe for ending up with a meandering, unsatisfying script. Oh, that is so true. Know your ending before you start. Again, it will evolve as you write things into your story. But if you don't know where you're going, anyway, will get you there. In some ways, they're meandering and they don't go anywhere. So know your ending before you start. So that's uh, where I'm going to talk about the five um, tips from screenwriters you can learn from Breaking Bad which I think is just five tips from the screenwriters that you can learn, period. Okay. So 
we're here every Sunday to talk about screenwriting and writing in general and dial uh, all kinds of creative topics. Um, so I also want to talk about the uh, I have a site uh, that's www.2scriptguys, T-W-O, scriptguys, at, uh, .com. Uh, you can also contact me at T-W-O, scriptguys, at gmail.com. You can also call me. It's at uh, 626. Uh, let's see, 626. Yeah, there we go, 626-548-8319. You can call me and leave a message. I will, be, I will get back to you as soon as I can. So the means of contacting me are either email me at 2scriptguys at gmail.com. You can call me at 626-548-8319. Um, you can also go to my uh, page. Um, at uh, www.2scriptguys.com. If you have any questions about screenwriting or you have any requests, you want a script reviewed, you want a script evaluated, you want a script uh, given a studio read, um, all of those things are available by going to www.2scriptguys.com. I'm also on Facebook at uh, Two Script Guys. Uh, if you want to contact me directly, you can go to my Facebook uh, page. It's screenwriter John Lovett. Now, it's not Lovett. He's a comedian. Lovett, as in Lyle, L-O-V-E-T-T. And there is another John Lovett out there who is also a screenwriter, but he spells his name J-O-N. I'm J-O-H-N. So there's just a difference there. Uh, okay, I've got a few more minutes here uh, today. I'd like to talk a little bit to you about going to conventions, going to cons. I go to a lot of cons, particularly up here in the Seattle area, and there are a lot of cons up here in the Seattle area. Um, the Emerald City Comic Con, which is comparable to the San Diego Comic Con. But there are other comic cons up here, up here, and and they're very well done and very well presented, and do have their celebrities that show up if that's what you're into. Um, I want to talk about behavior at cons. Now I go to cons to just to talk to the artists, talk to the writers, um, look at the merchandise, but I'm not a big fan of any one particular thing and so you know I may talk to the merchants that they're selling something interesting um, I look how they've presented their art I look how uh, original their art is I do not personally I do not care for derivative art uh, in other words somebody doing up a fancy painting of um, Captain Kirk or something like that. I think it's very cute, but it's not my thing. 
But in any case, I go around and I talk to people. I I don't wear cosplay. I'm not into that. Um, but I walk around and I admire the cosplay. I don't interfere with people with their cosplay. I obey all the rules. Uh, I've been chastised by my, my daughter for, it's not the fact that you look, it's how you look at, you know, if the young lady walks by and she's got the cosplay that's pulled down to here and pulled up to there, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a grown man. I'm going to take a look there. But I don't interfere with them. I, I actually don't even talk to people in cosplay usually. Um, but the majority, the vast majority, 99.9% of the attendees um, enjoy themselves. Some of them dress up in cosplay. Some of them dress up like they're going to a Ren fair. That's okay, too. And they're all having fun. That's the point. Be with your friends. Go have fun. It's that 0.1% that tend to ruin it for the rest of us. Don't be that person, really. Don't be that. The cosplayers are very um, protective of their themselves and their costumes. Obey the rules. If they do not want their picture taken, don't take their picture. I know it's a public place. I know that you have the right to take their picture, on and on and so forth. But if someone requests that you not take their picture, don't take their picture. If they want money for, for you to take their picture, well, that's your choice. You can either pay them or not. If you don't pay them, don't take their picture. Um, so, you know, when I go there, if I take pictures, I usually take pictures of writers that I've met or writers that I know or people that I want to remember that I've met. Um, and not celebrities particularly, but the, the, other, the other people that, that are there. And, and you need to make the effort to go see these artists. You know, don't end up going to every celebrity event because you want to see everything you want to know about whatever the next um, hero movie is. That's not the point. The point is to learn from the event, um, go see the the people, um, and uh, enjoy yourself. But, you know, otherwise, you know, there's an old story that, you know, you keep your hands to yourself and keep your comments to yourself and don't let people, um, let people believe what they want to believe about you, but don't prove that you're an idiot. Just enjoy yourself and behave yourself. That's the end of my rant. I'm going to these cons. Um, I will be attending Norwest Con, which is coming up at the end of the month. And then I will be attending um, Crypticon, which is the Pacific Northwest's largest horror convention. 
in early May. Um, both of these are really great cons. They have a lot of good authors. Uh, Crypticon has celebrities. Uh, this year they will be bringing um, – I'm going to have to take a moment and look it up. Uh, this year, Crypticon is going to have um, Jer Jeffrey Coombs is going to be there. Um, they're going to have um, I'm looking at Jeffrey Coombs. They're going to have uh, Richard Brake. Uh, he is going to be there. Uh, Richard Brake, uh, you, uh, he has been in Game of Thrones. He plays the Ice King. Uh, he is British, although he was raised in North Carolina. Um, Mick Foley is going to be there. Uh, William Davis, the smoking man from the X-Files, is going to be there. Um, uh, let's see. The uh, Kimmy Robertson is going to be there. Barbara Crampton is going to be there. Uh, Felisa Rose is going to be there. And Kelly Maroney is going to be there. Uh, that's Kelly Maroney from Night of the Comet. Um, And we're always going to have Luchagor Productions there. Um, Matt Shaw is going to be there. Uh, Matt Shaw is an author from the UK. Uh, Greg Henry is going to be, be there now. You probably know him from Body Double. He also is in Guardians of the Galaxy and Slither. Um, so we're going to have a lot of celebrities. So it's going to be held May 4th through 6th at the Doubletree Hotel in, in Seattle, Washington. That's Crypticon. Norwestcon is a couple of years ago. We actually had George R. R. Martin there. Uh, this year is, um, well, we'll find out here in a moment. Uh, let's see. Guests of honor. Um, they're going to have um, Ken Liu, who's a writer, Galen Dara, who's uh, an artist, and the science guest of honor is Matthew Waddell. And um, so the full weekend for NorwestCon is $85. It's a um, – they will have a film exhibition as well as the um, – other uh, author, uh, other folks coming. Uh, I will be on panels for NorwestCon, and I will also be involved in the um, writing evaluations. So you're free to welcome to join uh, us at NorwestCon, which is May, uh, March 29th or April 1st, also at the Double Tree in in um, in Seattle, Washington. Although for some reason they're calling it SeaTac, but it's in it's all it's it's on um excuse my dog in the background here 
He's just excited. Um, it will also be at the Double Tree. Um, they're saying SeaTac. The other said Seattle, but it's um, just by this. It's just by the airport. So anyway, I'm so happy that everybody joined us today. Uh, this will be available on TalkShoe in about another 20 minutes if you want to listen to it. And um, like I said, if you want to contact me, you can email me at twoscriptguys at gmail.com. Uh, you can come onto my Facebook site. Uh, I'm also on uh, stage 32 under Two Script Guys. So why are you listening to me? Go right. Goodbye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.